Joints, Scotty and Hands, October 15th, noon to 3, 185 West, 12th Street, Suite C in Ogden. Customers at Bright Star Wireless Sprint will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or your Apple device while supplies last. That is October 15th, Bright Star Wireless and Sprint. 185 West, 12th Street, Suite C in Ogden. It's time now to talk BYU football with Brian Kill, former Cougar linebacker. He joins us part of the Red and Blue every Friday. We had Kyle Gunther on an hour ago to talk Utes. Now Brian is here to talk Cougars. Brian, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? Good. I'm wondering what your anticipation is for this game. What is the word that captures your emotions as BYU gets ready to go to South Florida and play? Uh, Shoot, I probably... um realign um we I, I think the first the first four games of our season um were uh not not perfect but um pretty pretty good like optimal you know, we've been we were two and two with two good wins um over you know however you want to look at it you know good programs and um and two losses to two really good teams and uh, and then you know you look at the outlook on the season and it's a very very positive outlook, and then we go to Toledo and have a snooze fest and lose a game we should have lost, and it just puts doubt on the whole season, puts doubt on the program, puts doubt on where we are, the progress that we've made, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I would like to see us is to realign, get back on course. It's a game we should win. We're predicted to win. The, the, the spread has us winning. Um, we should have a better team. So go take care of business, get back on course, and you know, get back on the track of finishing the season properly. That's interesting you say that because I think you're right about you know you're not really sure. Utah loses to SC, and I don't think there was a ton of lack of resolve. And then they come back, and they just blitz Washington State, and now we're all expecting them to win the South. But you have BYU. They came out of it 2-2 two and two with two good wins. They lose to Toledo, and it's like somehow the sky is falling. Why do you think that is? I think it's because it was and, – and not a knock on Toledo. I, I know they're a capable team. Um but we should have beat them. We had the game in hand. Um, you know, and it look, I mean, we come out and throw a 75-yard touchdown to start the second half, and we're up 14-3 in control of the game. And it kind of, like, I thought we were just kind of going to march to a 20-point victory. And we just, I don't know, it's just weird the, the way that we, that we let them hang around and then started playing crappy defense, and they scored, and then they tied it up, and then we throw a pick, and they take the lead, and and, and, you know, and a lot of people want to fault, you know, that pick didn't lose us the game. You know, we lost the game before that pick happened. And even before we, that pick happened, you know, they were marching down to go win the game with a field goal anyway. Um, and it was just a, a really good fumble play by, by our linebacker to even get the ball back at that point. So, anyway, the, the point is, you know, the game got out of hand. And I think to answer your question why it, it kind of – deflated our sales so much is because it was a game we're supposed to win and we had the game in hand and over the last kind of couple of years this is the stuff we talked about this. this is the stuff we've struggled with is winning the games we're supposed to 
So that brings us full circle back to South Florida with two inexperienced quarterbacks with a South Florida team that struggles to run, but a BYU team that struggles to stop the run. Do you have the first idea what's going to happen in this game? I really don't. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm super high on, um, on, on Hall, even though, even though he is inexperienced. Um, I, you know, known the kid his whole life. He's just, just a fantastic kid and he's got all sorts of potential. That doesn't necessarily, just because he has potential doesn't necessarily mean he's just going to come be gangbusters, but he has the ability to do it. And so I'm excited to see him. Talked to his dad the other day. His dad was excited for people to see what he's capable of. And um, just just looking forward to it. And then, so, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I, I'm, I'm anxious. You know, I'm optimistic and uh, also anxious. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I, I just like to see us just play a great, solid game of, of defense. And we, I think we, really the only game this year that I, I would classify that as was against USC where we had a great game plan, we executed the game plan, we took away their strength, and, um, and, it, and it really was just a really all-around great effort defensively. That's the only game that I could say that for us this whole year. And so I would like to, I'd like to see us play a great defensive game. How about you? What do you think? Is there any type of significance in that they're going to start for the first time an African-American at quarterback? I think it's great. Um, I, I don't think it – there's a lot of people, you know, that are all about breaking glass ceilings and pushing the boundaries. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not on that level. I mean, I, I do think it's great. I think um, diversity is great. Um, uh, Jared has the same racial makeup as myself, um, both black and white, um, multicultural, ethnic. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's good for BYU. I think it's good for recruiting. I think, it's, there, I think there's a lot of good. I don't think it's you know a, a huge story. It's some big groundbreaking thing, um, but I but I think it is big and I think it's cool. And and uh, you know I saw a comment where where Jaron said you know he was he was proud to, to do that, and, and I would be too. I think it is it is cool. You have a school that historically has had fantastic quarterbacks, and they all have been of, of one particular type. And it is kind of cool to be the first of something else. So um, I, I know I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth on that, but to, to answer your question, yes, I do think it's cool. I don't think it's as big of a deal as some people might. How? What kind of learning curve do you expect for him? There's got to be one, but his dad was a player, and we've seen that that gets guys coached up and maybe keeps an emotionally on kill a little more. You know, a little more even keel there. Does all of that pay off, or uh, well, we're just talking about stuff, waiting for the game to get here, and who knows? Yeah, so I was listening to Colin Cowherd the other day, and he said some stuff that it was just spot on. He was just talking about the progression of young quarterbacks these days, even just to 10 years ago. And he was specifically talking about the NFL, but obviously it's the same in college. Um, you know, kids now, as, as when their quarterbacks growing up, they have – coaches and they go to camps and they go to clinics and they work on mechanics year round it's just such a different game than it was even just 10 years ago and you know he pointed out how many people there are that that's their living you know like John Beck that's that's his living is coaching up these young quarterbacks and so you know to Jaron he has benefited from that culture he's grown up in that culture and he's had that 
He's gone to those camps. He's had the, that coaching from very, very capable, very talented people. So that helped him. The, the learning curve is steep. Going from, from high school to college, it's a big jump. And it, the, the, the toughest position to do it is quarterback because mentally it's the hardest position on the field, not even close. And um, the, just the, the amount of things going through your head pre-snap and post-snap at quarterback are just, just astounding. And that jumps up drastically from high school to college. So it's going to be a steep learning curve. And um, I, I, he's capable. He's a smart kid. He's sharp. He's talented. He's capable of doing it. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll just come out and be great. But I do. I, I, I have high hopes for him. I think he'll come, up, come out, and I think he's going to lead our offense, and I think we're going to be good. So it seems like it's a funny situation with BYU. If they lose this game, somehow we have them losing uh, Boise and Utah State before they even played it. So all of a sudden, they're 2-6. and six. And it puts all sorts of pressure, at least from the fan perspective, on this game that they've got to get to 3-3 three and three because if they lose this one, then they're in a world of hurt the rest of the way. Do you think that type of stuff seeps down to the players and they hear it and then they feel pressure? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much the players, and I, I hope they're not looking ahead and thinking about Boise at all. I don't know how much they are doing that. I, the coaches will tell you they don't. You, you, you know as well as I do that coaches are thinking about that. Cause, I mean, it's their livelihood and their jobs are on the line and those things are important. So you know the coaches are thinking about that and um, – yeah, things. If we lose this game, the next two games are tough. Obviously, Boise is a very, very good football team, and Utah State is capable, and they've outplayed us the last couple of years. So, if we lose this game, then yeah, you know we could be sitting at two and six really quick, and um, headed to a disaster, disaster of a season. So, um, I, you know, must-win games. I don't really. I think to me, every game is a must-win game, but. I mean, this is a critical game, and it goes back to what I said. That's why that Toledo loss hurt so much, and 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 why a loss here would would be just as devastating, if not more devastating. Is they're both games we're supposed to win, and um, so you just got to go out there and take care of business when you're and do what you're supposed to do, and then surprise people here and there when when you can. But take care of what you're supposed to do. That's the way I see it. The running game is among the uh, ten worst in the country. Do you think they can get that thing juiced up and going? Yeah, I think um, they're going to. My guess is they'll they'll run run the ball more. Being Jaron's first start, take some pressure off him. Um, I mean, it just it sucks that that um, um, Deshaun got hurt, and um, it it sucks for him. Sucks for offense. Um, he was obviously capable. I think he was our best back, and um, you know we should have been giving him the ball more the whole season. Um, we do have guys who are good and are capable, and and so basically it's on them to step up. And you know now's your chance. You look at football. A lot of football. I mean, there's so many fantastic players that get their chance because of somebody else's injury. And it's unfortunate for the other person that got injured, and then the person who has the opportunity to to rise and shine. You know, it's your chance. So go go do it. So you know, those running backs. I would love to see them step up and and be the dude. All right, Brian. We appreciate a few minutes. 
Hold your breath. Watch the game tomorrow. See how this shakes out since anything seems possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at that point in the season, so hold the breath is right. Thanks, guys. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Patriots are a perfect 6-0 after beating the Giants 35-14. Former BYU star Kyle Van Oy with a fumble recovery. He returned to 22 yards for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. College football tonight in the Pac-12. Oregon hosting Colorado. Oregon a big favorite in that game. College football tomorrow. BYU and South Florida play at 1.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Utah and Oregon State play at 6 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. The Aggies have a bye. Major League Baseball, Astros eliminate the Rays 6-1. They'll play the Yankees in the American League Championship Series. Starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow night on Fox. The National League Championship Series begins tonight as the Cardinals host the Nationals 6 o'clock on TBS. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number is 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Network. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Oregon State Beavers, sideline reporter Ron Kellen. Aren't the Beavers averaging like 200 yards in a game on the ground? Yeah, and Artavis Pierce and Jamar Jefferson share the starting duties. Artavis is averaging 7.7 yards per carry. Jamar, who was the Pac-12 freshman of the year last year, 5.3. But everybody knows, here comes Utah, probably the best run defense maybe in America. So I'm going to be fascinated to see what the Beavers brought up to try to move that football on Saturday against the tremendous Utah Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm such a hardcore BYU fan that even the years that I want to be a Ute fan because of how well they do, I can't let myself. Hey, you guys, I'm the BYU fan that was jumping up and down at the Utah tailgate last year when BYU won Wisconsin. I love them then. I love them now. I'm not going to hide. Go Cougars. My name is Paul. I might have a sickness because I absolutely despise BYU. Whatever team is playing them is my second favorite team. Go Aggies. The Aggies can't wait, PK. As much as it's about the conference season, the bye week to get ready for Utah State, they want to beat BYU. Third year in a row, four out of seven. You keep carrying that anger, it'll eat you up inside. (laughs) PK is a psychologist. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Even if. Even. All we've been talking about today. Getting you up to speed on what you've missed in today's show. And PK... What? <laughs> the way you say that. It is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. So the question of the day. Predictions for the weekend. Youth fans are quite confident. BYU fans are really unsure. And they take the lead from the red and the blue because Brian Keel came on and said, yeah, neither of these quarterbacks has much experience and... 
South Florida can't run the ball, and BYU can't seem to stop the run. So who knows what's going to happen? And you got a new quarterback. Man, that's makes you nervous right there. Kyle Gunther, Utah offensive lineman, fourteen point favorite on the road. Very confident. Thinks Oregon State, while showing well in the first five games, has had about as much fun as they're going to have this year. And now the slogging gets hard, and they don't have the defense to do what needs to be done. He would hold Zach Morris, Zach Morris, Zach Moss out of the game. I don't think Zach Morris should play either. Zach Moss should be held out of the game. He said he had that injury, and when you get hit again on that injury, it's just going to mess you up again and again. Uh, see if you agree with this, Yach. If we're going Zach Morris. Doesn't DJ remind you of Screech? A little bit. <laughs> New York going AC Slater there, so. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm AC Slater. Well, yeah, come on, obviously. <laughs> it's it, it's either Screech or Mr. Belding. Ooh, Mr. Belding came to a bees game. I had my picture taken with him. We yeah. both threw out the first pitch. There it is. And we were underneath the tunnel, underneath the stadium, and he's. Has anybody got any ibuprofen? He was already hurt, and we hadn't even made the uh, toss. Hadn't even pitch. Just warming up. He hurt himself. Whereas I painted the black from the 66. 60 feet, 6 inches. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't move up. You know, that's not cheating. Did you throw off the mound? I just said that. Paid the hell attention. I just said 66. I just wanted to Yeah, he said the 66, (laughs) but he makes mistakes. It's no big deal. We just let him off the hook. I mess up for a second. No, 60.6. That's, I mean, I knew what I was saying. The 66. That's what they call it in the game, dog. Well, I'm aware that's not of that. a mistake. But they've had people step off to the side of the mound from that distance and throw it. No. I checked the runners. All right. <laughs> the, run- the runners. <laughs> Loaded bases, you know. <laughs> and I painted the black from 66. Exactly. I knew exactly what I was saying. It wasn't no freaking mistake. You made a mistake saying I made a mistake. That's a mistake. Your parents made a mistake. Mistakes. To cap it all off. <laughs> I could go with the truth there, but it would really upset one of the people in the room. That I was the mistake? <laughs> Which actually I was. I know. <laughs> but I didn't think you wanted me bringing that up. They didn't know that they were, they were told they couldn't have more anymore. And uh, 10 years later, they did. Surprise! Yeah. I'm sure they regretted it, too. After the way I turned out. I think that the Utes are going to roll, but we've we've thought that all along. I think Oregon State has made a little bit of improvement, and I think you have to be realistic. And when you look at Oregon State, all they could do is make a little bit of improvement because they've been horrible. One win in 2017, two in 2018. Now they're two and three. They finished two and ten last year. Right. Assuming that there's an upset or two out there, and I don't actually think they'd be favored in any games. Maybe they can beat Stanford. Yeah, we'll have to see. They've already gotten UCLA. I think UCLA's the worst team in the league, and they got them. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. who's up next? I don't know all their crossover games. But they've they've gotten better, and that's yeah. all you can expect. But they're not of the caliber to be able to compete toe-to-toe for 60 minutes against the Utes. So, Utes are going to win. But what about uh, your theory of five total head scratchers in the league? Nah, Stanford they, taking in Washington, they, was that one of them? too big. Too big to be a head scratcher? Don't you think? I do. You I, know I, what I, I hope it ends up being a head scratcher? But the... But Colorado point, beating ASU. But the point of it being a toy, yeah, right. <laughs> ASU ends up like seven and two or something, just off the charts. Look at us. Yeah. Because seven and two is ten and two, right? Didn't they sweep their non-conference games? Correct. Yeah, because they went to Michigan State and the other two yeah. were planned for W's. Yeah, they get to ten wins. You're like, How did that happen? They should be eleven and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so uh, I, th- this this would be a phenomenal head scratcher. Because how many times are teams favored by 14 points on the road? Any situation in a conference game. I don't know that there's that many. I don't know that the Utes have ever been in this situation. But that this is the best team that they've had. Oregon State is improving, but they're not at the level to be able to compete for the full 60. I suspect they'll have a few plays, but I just don't think that they can compete. No one does. Well, especially one of of the real strengths of their team through five games, which as you pointed out, you know, it's uh, all over the map as far as the quality of opponents. And they did play a good team in Oklahoma State, but it's a team that tends to be a little more offensive-minded and a little less defensive-minded, so maybe not reading into it. But one of the strengths, they've run the ball pretty well. But the Utes are great at stopping the run. So if you come in with a B, B-plus run game, but the Utes have an A-plus run defense and win that battle, then what? Going to let yeah. that? And Jake Luton's thrown the ball He's well okay. this they year. Got a, they got a nice receiver. 14 touchdowns, zero picks. And he's got some experience. He's been around a little bit now. So that's what I'm saying. They've made improvement. But Utah. But the Utes are just at a higher level. That's just the way it is. And for the Cougars, man, I really hope they win. Because, my gosh, there's going to be all this despair if they lose. (laughs) And I don't want despair on these guys, on the coaches. I just don't. I don't know what else to say. And my wanting them to win, it has zero bearing on anything. I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep if they lose. I'm not getting fired. Uh, but I want these guys to win. Nine ranked teams on the road. I expect there's going to be some uh, turmoil in the top 25. There has to be because there's several games matching ranked teams. So obviously someone's going to have to What's get beat. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. And when you see a week where there are a lot of teams on the road, brace yourself. There are some home dogs who are going to win. You may not be able to figure out. Uh, actually, Bronco and Bronco Menahal in Virginia are ranked there. Is that uh, tonight? Yeah, they're tonight. playing Miami tonight. Miami's yeah. a one-and-a-half-point favorite, yeah. actually. ESPN, it's two-and-a-half here now. Oh, they moved up to two? Yeah, uh, six o'clock on ESPN. I root for Bronco. I wonder what would BYU fans think about him. I, I root for him. I root think, for his staff. You think BYU fans wouldn't because he left them? I think that they should root for the staff because the better the staff does, the chances some coach gets the career arc where he can be a good head coach and he might come back to BYU. Can't rule that out. That's a reason. Yeah. But you can also say, well, wait a second. Suppose he starts reeling in some LDS kids. They Which could be he's already done. A direct competitor. competitor. Yeah. But, I mean, he needs to get like 10 to 50. Basically, the Utes and the Aggies are direct competitors for Stanford's your LDS now, guys. Right? I would put Stanford in that category, yes, because guys. David Shaw has made no bones about it. Right. I'm, I'm coming in there. Other coming schools often. are outliers. They might get a guy and he may or may not be a mission guy. Right. But particularly the mission kids, because they back off on that. We've heard that a million times over. But David Shaw does not back off on that whatsoever. He obviously embraces it. He talks about it openly. He can. It's, it's always cracked me up. You see a lot of people around here who are not LDS, but they can talk the lingo easily because they've been around. And they, they, they know their neighbors, some friends maybe. And he's da- there now. David Shaw, when we talk to him at Pac-12 Media Day, he talks the lingo. Yeah, and he knows he knows everything about it that he needs to know. So yes, Stanford clearly is a direct competitor against BYU. So if I'm BYU, I would want Stanford to do poorly. Well, you're getting your wish this year. Although that was a nice win against Washington. Well, it's, yeah, it's let's been a wait. Bad year. Let's wait. It's it hasn't met expectations, but what are they? 
They still have time to have a pretty decent season. I think they're two and three now. Right. Beat Northwestern in the opener. I happen to think eight. I've always said in this conference, eight and four is decent, but particularly the the schedule that they play. They went down to UCF, which I have no idea why they did that. <laughs> and they play Notre Dame, and they play Northwestern. There and they play Northwestern. There wasn't yes. a gimme in there. Exactly. Northwestern was a and double we allow digit everyone team last one year. gimme. We allow most teams two. We complain when you take three gimmies. Looking at you, Arizona. For sure, yeah. But we allow one. Everybody gets one. Yeah. I guess SC with Fresno State and BYU and Notre Dame, they didn't take a gimme. No. Nope. And UC Los Angeles usually plays a tough non-conference schedule. Cincinnati, they had Oklahoma, Oklahoma and, and somebody. Maybe they had one gimme they messed up in there. Somebody. You'd have to go look it up. Yeah. They, they, they didn't win. Well, oh, it was San Diego State. You forgot, dog. I did. 23-14. <laughs> the first one ever at the Rose Bowl. I can't remember. <laughs> Suck. Suck Dog State. That should be on your wall. It is, actually. I just couldn't recall it at the drop of a hat. That was awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, there's no gimmies there, obviously, particularly when you go on three. <laughs> it kind of spells it out for you, doesn't it? But even if you would have gone 3-0... and I wouldn't have said that those are gimmies. Nope. Not this year, anyway. No, if you don't do anything worse than play teams that are uh, in the top, I don't know, 20% of group of five or whatever, that's good enough. You're playing home and home. You're not trucking people in for money games. It's when you start going down and getting that bottom third of the group of five. You pay for one team, which USC and UCLA don't do, and Stanford hasn't been doing either. You You don't pay the big sky money game. No, Western Carolina, College of the Charleston, right. uh, Kent State, you know, those types. Right. All right, other stuff we've uh, talked about. Uh, you want to make some picks here? Who's going to the World Series now that we know the four, now that the Astros are in? You got, you got the Astros over the Yankees? I had the Yankees over the Astros early this season, so I'll stay with it. Because? They're going to bash their way to it? I yeah. thought you liked the, the starting oh, pitching. Well, that was before they got dranky. He got well, he got shelled. And like, Cole, Cole is at the top of his game. There's is, nobody better but, right now. But they don't they don't get to start the series with him. I mean they got one day yeah, off. I know. He can't even come back game two. I guess game three he'll have to pitch. That'll be four days off for him. I just went with the Yankees uh, yeah. early on and, and now then Cardinals Nationals. Which I was going Cardinals. Literally no one expected both of them to pull this off. And yet they did. I'm going I, I just want Goldschmidt to get a World Series win, so that's a favorite. Okay. All right, Rick the Dishwasher is checking in. All right, Rick, we got to go to break here in like three minutes, and that's usually you're just getting warmed up at three minutes, so (laughs) get right to it, big guy. All right, let's talk a little jazz. What do you guys think the jazz will be ranked defensively in the NBA? Oh, interesting question. I would say that uh, if they have a really good year, they can get top five, I would say. But I don't know that I'd expect them much more. You know, before they've been talking about one, two, three. You know, they're smaller, could make them easier to shoot over. But they should probably get top five because they got Gobert. That alone makes things a lot easier. What about easier. you, PK? Well, I hung up the uh, five fingers. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? I so, did. Yeah, I was I looking. But I didn't know if you. I will guarantee, I'll guarantee you not top ten. Wow, why? No, 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 why, no, no. Ricky? Come why? On. Come on now. You guys now. are all going to finally see what Favors did. 
Remember, as a backup center, he was the he was the number three defensive center in the league. Period. So he was shutting down second units. You go from the best defensive uh, power forward to one of the worst who can't defend his position, no matter who we put there. Secondly, how about rebounding? Where do you think we're going to rank? Rebounding. I hadn't thought about that. Where did they rank last year? Pretty not pretty good, considering. Although he never played the two bigs, we won't be we won't be in the top half of the league for a couple reasons. A. Rudy's only a good defender for his height. I mean, a dead man at his height should get 14 rebounds in 34 minutes. <laughs> 14. But, also, we never get offensive rebounds because we got all our big guys out of three-point line setting picks. Yeah, but that's so, but that's everybody's prone, deal, though. Prone to not being a good. It's most teams that, that any any random box score you look at, teams have eight to ten offensive rebounds, and they do get a lot of them off of yeah, long missed threes. Yeah, we were the worst at offensive rebounds with two huge guys. We were the worst. Yeah, but it'll be so better we're making have them. Rebounding and defense. Yeah, well, they went out and get a bunch of shooting. Well, I mean, but they, 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 you can't have everything, so they made a conscious well, decision. Right? You can you have everything if you have the top five players in the world, but that's not what the you Jazz have. We're athletic enough to outscore teams. No, I think you shoot the ball well, well enough. Skilled enough is the yeah, question. It's skill. They they so traded at, like they the traded athleticism day. for skill in the off season. We've talked about that with multiple people. Athleticism down, skill level up. Defense, you forgot defense, which is a part of NBA basketball. Sure. Right, but it put a cap on the Jazz. They couldn't get better than, you know, the 7th, 8th, 10th best team in the league somewhere in there. I'll bet right now 8th to 15th defensively. A to be great will be a 3 seed. Uh-huh. And here's the other thing. We have the best starting lineup in the NBA, all our players in the top 60. But... One injury to any of those, and we go from the top four team to maybe not even being in, whereas the other teams have duos. So it's harder to get one of two people hurt. Four of those teams with the duos, one of them will definitely get hurt. So that means there's three spots taken. I'll bet the Jazz are fighting for the fourth and end up with the fifth. Mm, thanks for the call, Rick. That's possible, though. But, I mean, they, they had to do what they had to do. Because we'd already seen the song and it had been played out. They weren't competitive against the top two. So you got to do something. You can't just bring everybody back and hope somehow it's going to make a difference. Yes, I signed off on that. But in the middle of all that, Rick said, they're going to be the three seed and then they're going to be done. I'm like, well, wait a minute. They've been the five seed three years in a row. So the three seed's an improvement. That's a show before the season opener if you're offered the three seed right now. Do you take it and sign off on it, or do you roll the dice and, hey, we might be second or first, but we might be sixth? Because there's not that much separation. We're putting all these teams in a hat. Would you take three right now? Because presumably that would put you in a second-round series where you have a decent chance to win, at least compete. They've gotten blown out when they played the Warriors and Rockets in the playoffs. Which is why they made the moves they made. Right. And at three, I get the two the two seed could be an excellent team and you could lose. But at least you ought to be in the series, not getting beat four oh four one. Where they were, they needed to be bold and they were. Try something different. Even if it doesn't work, at least try something different. You gave it three well, years plan, of trying to ride the not defense. Not just something, but have a plan right. and try that differently. Right, and their plan was, hey, let's shoot the ball yeah. a lot better. And they should shoot the ball a lot better. But they had to give up. I mean, Jay, Jay Crowder is big and tough and athletic, and you lost something when you lost him. You just did. But you had to 
give up something to get what you got. Understood. Shooting the threes now. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback's next. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Cougar Preview Show, Will Snowden. We've seen over the years African-American influence on BYU's football team, but we have not seen the African-American influence at the quarterback position. Jaron Hall is the first African-American quarterback to play at BYU. This is a big deal. This is something that should be celebrated, and I get the feeling that people get uncomfortable about us celebrating that. It's like, oh, no, talk about that. It doesn't matter. We don't care. He's a football Yeah, we know we don't care. I think it shows where BYU really is. We are known for having great quarterbacks who put up great numbers, and I think this is huge for not only BYU, but the whole state of Utah, the church. It's awesome because now kids who are watching BYU say, oh, wow, look at that Jaron Hall. It's a different look than we've ever seen, so that's exciting. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This weekend's games? Well, I don't know. Anything can happen at any given time in the Pac-12. Go, 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 I was a hardcore Utah State fan, even in the 90s, baby, when we weren't very good. But look at us now. Go Aggies! Sure, BYU has lost those games on paper, but in my mind, BYU beat the Utes in some of those games, like 2010 when those Pac-12 refs blew the fumble call, or 2012 when those dumb fans kept rushing the field, distracting the BYU kicker. BYU won those games. Time for your feedback, brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Got a lot of people reacting <laughs> to the news that Denver's going to be on Channel 2 tomorrow afternoon. How bad do the Broncos have to suck before we are not force-fed their trash games? I don't watch them, so... I don't know the answer to that. They are the Thursday night game next week. I know that, so you're getting at least one more. Will they play Thursday? I'll have to check that one for you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't care one way or the other. I just want good football. I don't have a pro team. I just want to see quality football. I'm surprised the Rams and Niners aren't on in this market. The other, only other CBS game to pick is, uh, there's only two, and the other one is the Cowboys and the Jets, which, given the way the Jets are going, I don't know that that game would be that much better. There just isn't the frustration with the Jets because they're not on every week. Oh, it's Chiefs and Broncos on Thursday night. Yeah, well, anytime you get to see Mahomes, that's always fun. Exactly. So I can... See why that game got moved to Thursday night. I can watch that one. The Broncos, though, are on pace for a third straight losing season, which hasn't happened since the early 70s. This is... Uh, Really as bad as they... They haven't had very many losing More seasons. Norris Weiss isn't walking through that door. Boom! There it is. Old school. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked it's Denver. I bet DJ loves to sit at his executive desk at CBS after assigning Denver to Utah and laugh. That's how it works, right, DJ? I'm supposed to get angry at you for decisions clearly made by yourself? Well, I think people get angry with you because you defend it. Well, I'm not defending it now, so you can stop being angry. They're one and four. I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't want to watch the Broncos and the Titans any more than anybody else. Predictions for this weekend. What's going to happen? Some will win. Some will lose. Some will. were born to yeah, sing the blues. Good, Just don't stop Charlie's believing. Charlie's got the blues here. Spence. Thank you, Spence. Yeah. Uh, you asked about hardcore fans. Mrs. Inked. Cougar says, Die hard for life. Every BYU home game, and we travel as much as possible, too. We rep the Y on our home, our vehicles, and our clothes. Win or lose, we're Y fans for life. Oh, and hashtag extend Kalani. And they got a picture of nine people waving a couple of Cougar flags 
And they're standing in front of a bridge along the river in Tennessee. You can see orange over their shoulder, people wearing orange. Oh, so, they're at the ball game this year? Yeah, they were, it was game day, clearly. There's orange flags up cool. on light poles and people in, light, in orange shirts walking down the sidewalk along the river. And the stadium's behind them. It's a cool photo, actually. They need them. See, and I'm a hardcore devil, but I have to admit, if they suck really bad, I check out. You're just not going to punish yourself. As I've never really checked in on basketball. Never. Right. Literally never. You hardly ever hear me talk about it. Yeah. Because they they mean any good. For me, when football ends, I go to baseball, which is only like a few weeks away before the season starts. It was a big deal when I lived down there. And... Uh, I have to. I have to admit, if they're really pathetic, or if they're if they're getting slaughtered in a game, I'm sh- well, I can't watch many now because I'm working. But when I was even when I was younger, if they when I didn't wasn't in the business, if they got drilled, I was out. So I wouldn't even classify classify myself as hardcore. If they win, yeah, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hardcore then. All right, DJ and PK, have a good weekend. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports and back here Monday morning from 6 to 10 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.